This is your official NXT TakeOver 30 and SummerSlam 2020 preview and predictions. Um, I am Shino D. Phoenix. Thank you guys so much for taking this time off. I'm giving you a little extra before uh, tomorrow because I record on uh, that Friday. But um, So I just wanted to give a little something back to you guys because I love my listeners and... Man, we got a lot to discuss with NXT and SummerSlam. I think both shows, like, I'm more curious to see what happens at the Amway Center. I mean, I've seen the video of a preview of what they're going to do at the uh, Amway Center with the Thunderdome and the virtual fans. It it might work. I think it can work, but given it, but I don't know if that's going to do amount to change uh, WWE's creative. But I I feel that this should be like I want to see how they present it on. I know they're gonna present it Friday, so that's gonna be something cool to see. Um, and as you can tell, it might be storming in my area. So if if you hear thunder, that's why. And my neighbor is cutting my grass, and I appreciate that. But if you hear that, I apologize. I mean, I can't do anything about it. But I want to mix things up with NXT and SummerSlam. I want to correlate... Well, yeah, I want to talk NXT a little bit and mix that up with the predictions. Like, when we talk about the matches. And um, the same with SummerSlam, with Raw's Go Home Show, which was fucking terrible. Like, they did not do anything to get me excited for the Go Home Show. Like, for SummerSlam, they didn't even do anything to get to get this viewer like happy and say, you know what? I'm ready for this show. So let's get right into it. And I'm probably might add this to the show as well. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But let's start off with NXT TakeOver. That's gonna take place at Full Sail University. That's taking place on Saturday. And AEW Dynamite is gonna air their episode on on uh, on Saturday as well because of the NBA playoffs. Now, I want to start off with the kickoff match, and that is a number one contender for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And before we talk about that, can I just mention how the tag team division in WWE just seems like a fucking afterthought? Like, especially in NXT, man. It, it went from excitement back then, and now it's just at the bottom of the barrel. And nobody fucking cares. Like, that's the tag team division. And that's not a good look. So, we have Brizongo versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch versus Legato Del Fantasma. So, look. um, You got two baby faces and a heel. Imperium is a heel. So, I don't see Legato Del Fantasma winning... But I could like something is missing with Legato del Fantasma. They have great talent. I feel like something is just not clicking yet with this storyline. And they have a great look. Don't get me wrong. Their look is fantastic. Um Brizongo, I feel like they had an opportunity against Imperium. I feel like they um they, they just like I don't know, man. Something you can tell I'm trying to think of what I have to say. Brizongo, 
they had their chance. That's all I'm pretty much trying to say. They got their opportunity. They squandered it. Maybe it's because of Endershear, and I guarantee we might see Endershear popping back on the pre-show, so they might feud with Brizongo. That's just my theory. I'm going with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. I feel like they're going to reward them. Um... Because Oni Lorcan, he was in that triple threat match qualifier, and Danny Birch got his ass kicked. But he actually hanged with um, Karrion Cross. But um, all, I could, all I could say is, I think this is the team that's going to challenge Imperium. And then, who's next? Who's next? You don't have any other other tag teams. So, how do we fix that? I got an idea, and I think you guys might like this. They signed Leon Ruff, right? What about Adrian Alanis? I could see them as a tag team. They were part of the Skulk. They could bring the Skulk here on NXT. And if you want, get the the last team that held the uh, Evolved Tag Team Champions. Besties in the world. Why not? I mean, you got Everrise, but I mean, let's be honest. Does anybody care about Everrise? Just saying. But... Um, I'm going with Lorcan and Birch. I think they're going to become the number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. So that's where I'm going with here. And by the way, Santos Escobar pinned uh, Fandan. Uh, no, he pinned Tyler Breeze on the Go Home Show of NXT. So, I mean, that could also give Breezango an edge. But I, I think Lorcan and Birch are going to be the next in line. I don't know. I might be wrong. It could be Brizongo. I don't know. So, our first match that's going to open the show, and I know this is going to open the show, Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Velveteen Dream versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gargano to determine the new NXT North American champion. Now, at Great American Bash, at Great American Bash, I Keith Lee beat Adam Cole to win the NXT championship and also retained the North American Championship. Now, he vacated the title, no surprise there, because what are they going to do to follow that up? So what they did, they decided to do a qualifying matches, triple threat matches, to determine who will be in this ladder match. Now, this reminds me of NXT TakeOver New Orleans, which I still think to this day was one of the best ladder matches that they have ever done. And I was there, and it was, there's no way they could top that match. But I'm going to reserve judgment on that. I'm going to reserve judgment and see what they can pull off. Um, So, Bronson Reed, he's been getting a big push. And I say that Bronson is just incredible, man. He is absolutely incredible. I'm glad he's getting an opportunity to showcase what he could bring to the table. And I honestly think he's going to be a breakout star this year. He might win the NXT Breakout Star Award for 2020 because the dude has that it factor. He qualified beating Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano. So that's that's that. Now, originally, it was Dexter Loomis who was supposed to be in this match, but Loomis actually injured his ankle. He beat Timothy Thatcher and Finn Balor. But due to the injury, he had to be replaced. And that's when the second chance matches came into play. But Damian Priest, he advanced. He defeated Oni Lorcan. He pinned him 
with Ridge Holland. I thought that was great. And then Cameron Grimes, who is really winning me over because he's so easy to hate, and I love it. He is obnoxious as hell, and he plays it. Like, the former Trevor Lee plays that shit so fucking well. But, and he advanced Penny Kushida, who I think deserves so much better. And I feel like they're not doing anything to make him into a legit star. Like, he was... Like, I said it in the last episode. I said Kushida felt like a legit star in the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Division. Why can't he be a legit star here? I don't know. Maybe they have other plans. Maybe he might feud with Santos Escobar. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he might win the title. Again, I don't know. But then we come to the last chance match. We had Johnny Gargano and Ridge Holland. If... You guys saw that spot. My goodness, man. My goodness. Johnny took a nasty fucking landing. Ridge was doing a power slam, and I believe he just didn't turn right, and that caused Gargano to land on top of his fucking head. Absolutely brutal, man. Absolutely brutal shit. But Johnny managed to continue on, and he's going to take over, which you can't have a takeover without Johnny Gargano. That Like, that's plain and simple. That has to be, like, the ground rule. Now, I don't know if... Cause, look, I don't see Gargano winning. Plain and simple. Because he's held it before. He's going to make the young star... He's going to make Reed, Priest, and Grimes look like legit stars. And then we come to Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream. Match was overbooked. I did not like this at all. I When I hate... Like, I hate matches that are so overbooked. Because you got all the competitors... In that ladder match, pretty much coming in, and then you have Timothy Thatcher attacking um, Finn Balor, which gave Velveteen Dream the advantage to go in the takeover. Now, fans were not happy about it because he does not deserve that opportunity, but Triple H thinks otherwise. And I believe the Velveteen Dream character is a product of Shawn Michaels. I don't know. And... Like, yes, I think they're sweeping something under the rug. I know we say he's innocent until proven guilty, but I think this literally came at the absolute wrong time. Now, he's a heel. And I say this, I said this on the last episode. He is going to live with being a fucking creep for the rest of his life. And he's got nobody to blame but himself. So... It would be a huge FU to the fans if they gave the title to Velveteen Dream. That would be a terrible mistake. So I don't see him winning. He had his opportunity. If it was up to me, like, you can make a case for Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed, and Damian Priest. Cameron Grimes, he's just on another level. I, I could see him winning. He's like my dark horse to win this match. But if there's one person I think they're going to give the title to, I think it's going to be against... I think it's going to be Damian Priest. And... It would make sense because you could build up Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest for the NXT North American Championship. I think everybody would see that match. I think that would be fantastic. Cameron Grimes, he would be obnoxious winning his first title only for him to drop it to Finn Balor. That's another way you could do it. But I'm going with Damian Priest. I think he's going to win. And I think it makes the most sense. In my honest opinion. So that's the way I see it. Speaking of which, Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. This is a singles match, and it was announced um, this morning on Twitter. So they added this match, and 
I still say it's a sin that they didn't add Santos Escobar defending his NXT Cruiserweight title against Isaiah Swerve Scott. But I don't know. Maybe they're saving that match for um another takeover. I don't know. I'm just throwing I'm just throwing ideas out there. It can happen. I don't know. Maybe it might happen um the day of the show. We're just gonna have to find out. But Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher, this should be pretty good. I mean, look, Finn Balor, I know people are gonna say Finn Balor is buried. He lost to a a creep, he lost to a pedophile. Slow your world, guys. Finn Balor is not buried. Finn Balor is bulletproof. I think he's going to recover. And I think this is the match he's going to recover from. And as much as Timothy Thatcher, how great he is, I don't see him beating Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor is going to make Thatcher look good. But in the end, Finn Balor is going to get his win back. He's going to... He's going to get the win, plain and simple. Timothy Thatcher is going to look great even in defeat. So I, I expect this to be a really good match. We got Io Shirai defending her NXT Women's Championship against Dakota Kai. This match happened when Dakota Kai won the number one contendership against Rhea Ripley when Mercedes Martinez got involved. I love Dakota Kai. Like, Let me be real with you guys. I think Dakota Kai is great at what she does. But she's been a victim of if they're going to pull the trigger or not. And when it comes to big matches. Now on the go-home show, she defeated Jesse Kamea. I mean, look, Jesse, she is green. But, I mean, I know she wants to showcase what she could bring to the table. And that's what I love about the women's division. And I hope we see more of that. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Now... Io Shirai got laid out by um, by Raquel Gonzalez, who made her return. And she was left lame with her and Dakota standing tall. Now, many people are speculating that Dakota could get the win here. But I say it's too soon for Io to drop that title. But, I mean, it's NXT TakeOver. They know how to swerve everybody. I'm just thinking logically here. Like, Io just beat... Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair to win the NXT Women's Championship. Why do you want to take the title off of her so soon? Like, I think the money match is Io Shirai defending against Candice LeRae. Because Candice and Io had an amazing match at NXT TakeOver Toronto. And if there's one person I see taking the title off of Io, it's Candice LeRae. If not, I honestly feel like they're building up Mercedes Martinez to be the one. I don't know. I'm just throwing... That idea out there. But I'm going with Io Shirai. It's too soon for Dakota to win. She still needs to develop a little bit more. And she's on that level yet. But I think there's going to be a miscommunication. And this is going to give Io the huge advantage. And she's going to uh, retain the NXT Women's Championship. Now, I even throw out, I threw out this idea. What if... You have Shotzi Blackheart be next in line to challenge Io Shirai. I think that would be a great. I think that would be a great match. And I even said, what if it's if it's a no DQ street fight? I think everybody will love that. And I'm loving Shotzi Blackheart. She's literally becoming one of my favorite things on in the women's division in NXT, along with Io Shirai. And if you put them together, I, I guarantee Io is going to make Shotzi look like a million bucks. 
So, Hunter, I am giving you ideas out here. I mean, EO, I don't see her as a baby face. She's more of a tweener, to say the least. So, but like I said, I think EO is retaining. Then we got Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. This is one of the big matches that just happened out of the blue. But I got to say, man, Pat McAfee cut a damn good promo on the go-home show of NXT. And I want to read it to you guys. Now, you had Undisputed Era. They came out. You had Pat McAfee and his teammate coming through the door in the audience. And he answered Cole's challenge and he brought his teammates to nullify the involvement of Undisputed Era. So, Cole, he sends Fish, Strong, and O'Reilly not out, just not out of the arena, but just standing in the in the ring. So, he enters the ring and he talks about when he kicked Cole's head in two weeks ago, head in two weeks ago, and about how Cole ranted last week. Now, McAfee, he said he takes issues with Cole saying that he isn't special. He hypes up Cole saying that while Cole was undefeated for over 400 days, he knocked out Cole in one minute. And McAfee says that's special. He runs down to everyone saying that he could stick in wrestling if he wanted to and make millions and make a million dollars. Now he says while he only has two weeks to prepare, he will still be Cole and say that he's better than Cole as an athlete and as a human. And he said that he will kick Cole's head to the moon. And he finishes the promo, throws the mic at Adam Cole. Pat McAfee, I, I like I I know there are people who are not a fan of this this match, and I know it's weird, and I'm in that same boat as well, but you cannot take away Pat McAfee cutting that heel-like promo. That was fantastic. And Cole, he takes out security. He gets up into uh, McAfee's face, and he says, I'm going to make this loud, loud and clear. This Saturday at TakeOver, I'm going to make you my bitch. So, and, they, and that was pretty much it. This was fantastic. And, and I've seen Pat McAfee train. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. He's probably going to shock everybody and say, you know what? Pat McAfee, he shut me up. Now, I know we should not have celebrity. I know people are going to say we should not have celebrity wrestling other wrestlers. And I say that and I agree as well. You, If you want to make something special, do what you did with Tyler Breeze at TakeOver Brooklyn. The first Brooklyn TakeOver when he faced off against Jushin Thunder Liger, who is a WWE Hall of Famer. You know? If you want, get somebody that's not signed. Like, if you want to do a women's match, how about a Lufisto? Just saying. Or you could do Kota Ibushi, but he is signed with New Japan. Like, get AR Fox. He ain't signed anywhere. He's a freelancer. Sign him. Like, get him to do a match with Adam Cole. And I guarantee you that's going to be a five-star classic. But there is no way in hell Adam Cole should lose this match. Adam Cole has to win. I don't see Pat McAfee beating Adam Cole. Now... There are other people who are throwing the idea that Adam Cole wins, but Undisputed Era turns on Adam Cole after losing their chance at winning the NXT Tag Team Championships because of Adam Cole bickering with Pat McAfee. I could see that, but I don't want Undisputed Era to break up. Like, that would be heartbroken, especially for my role model, Britt Baker. 
my AEW role model, Britt Baker. She would be disgusted as well. But Adam Cole is my pick. There's no ifs and or buts about it. Adam Cole has to beat Pat McAfee. Because if he loses, that's going to be a huge embarrassment for somebody that held the NXT championship for 400 fucking days. So they got to tread lightly. And also just adding on to this, I don't want NXT to go mainstream anymore. Like, I don't. Because that is not like them. It really isn't. Now, if Pat McAfee wanted to wrestle and he wanted Triple H's approval, then look, let let this be a one-off. Move on to something else. But I don't want mainstream attention seeking into NXT because that's not like them. They should focus on wrestling. That's it. And character development. And if you want to bring in outsiders, bring in outsiders that are not signed, like actual wrestlers that are not signed. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be um keeping my eye on this match. I think that's gonna be the co-main event. And then we get to the main event: Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee for the NXT Championship. This one, oh man, this one is really difficult to predict, man. Because you can make a case for two of them. And I'm going to start off with Keith Lee first. He just won the NXT Championship. And I feel like him losing so soon, that makes him a transitional champion. And that really doesn't say much about Keith Lee. But I know Vince McMahon is high on this guy. But I can see a case for Karrion Cross because they're, they're building him up like a monster. And he just can't lose right now. Like, I want Keith Lee to keep the title, but I feel like they're going to give it to Karrion Cross. And I believe WWE Shop might have accidentally spoiled it. I mean, they don't need to spoil it. I already know. But I could see why they might give it to Karrion Cross. What is there left for Keith Lee to do on NXT? There's really not much else. I could see Karrion Cross being a dominant NXT champion until the next big thing comes into play. And takes the title off of him or he might just relinquish the title I don't know but I think Karrion Cross is going to win Keith Lee is going to get called up there's really nothing else for him to do like I mentioned on NXT and I think they might send him over to Smackdown because they they are in desperate need of baby faces like Keith Lee would be a great baby face for the Universal Champion and like I said Vince is high on him they might even call up Mia Yim I'm just throwing that idea out there as well. But that's who I'm going with. I think Cross is winning the NXT Championship. And that is pretty much it. Fall and pray. That's all I'm going to say. But that is my predictions for NXT. And we're going to talk about SummerSlam. Which will take place at the Amway Center. So we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 matches. And... Possibly more to add because, you know, card is going to be subject to change. But if if I were to speculate, let's start with the speculated matches. I'm going to say Cesaro and Nakamura will defend their um, tag team championships against Lucha House Party on the pre-show. And if I were to guess, like I, was, like I said this about Kalisto, man. Kalisto is fucking jacked as hell. And I think, I don't know, man. This should be a good match. 
But I don't know. I think Nakamura and Cesaro, they're going to retain. But these these guys are just are too talented to be a fucking tag team. They need to be in the main event picture. I can say that about anybody. So that's one of the matches I'm speculating. I think it's going to be Nakamura and Cesaro defending their titles against Lucha House Party. And get this. There were actual plans to have the Forgotten Sons before the Jackson Riker controversy to win the SmackDown tag team titles from the New Day. And I absolutely saw that happening. But after what Jackson Riker did, it feels like they're going to have to repackage um, fucking the Forgotten Sons. I'm just saying. Now let's get on to the main card. We got, I'm going to start off with this. Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville in a hair versus hair match. Um, This is going to be an interesting, like I love this feud on the SmackDown side. And I was actually listening to the Solo Monster do his prediction. And he brought up a really great idea for this match. I'm going to throw two ideas for you guys. I'm going to throw out his idea and I'm going to throw my idea. Now, I know we're going to talk about, like, I know I want to talk about um, um, what happened with Sonya Deville and, um, and, and the stalker incident. I want to save that for episode 79 because it is a fucked up story and I'm glad that Sonya is okay and so is Mandy. But, like... Just briefly, if you don't know, there was a fan who was stalking Sonya on social media and pretty much tried to kidnap her. And I'll go into more details on the later episode, but it's a fucked up situation and I, I'm, I got a good rant on that coming. So get ready for that on episode 79. But this should be good. Mandy, her promo is good on... Last week's SmackDown, issuing the gauntlet, issuing the challenge. Sonya Deville, man, she is just fucking great, man. I really love how Sonya Deville has presented herself after the split with Mandy, with Mandy Rose. Now, this match, I think this should be really good. I honestly think Mandy Rose might win this match to get payback on Sonya Deville. It is possible. That's what I'm going with. But I could see Sonya Deville winning this. And she tries to shave Mandy's hair. And this is where Solomon Monster's idea came into play. And I got to give him credit for this. Because this is a fantastic idea. Sonya Deville's about to shave Mandy's hair. Otis comes out. And he loves Mandy so much that he would rather give up the Money in the Bank briefcase. Because let's be honest. We all know... Otis ain't gonna win the Universal title or the WWE title. He's willingly gonna give up the Money in the Bank briefcase and hand it to Sonya Deville to keep her his to keep Mandy from having her hair cut off and being completely bald. I actually like that idea. I think that's a fantastic idea. And here's my idea: I could have Mandy Rose win this match shave off Sonya Deville's hair and she goes into complete sanity, Sonya Deville does. And it will benefit so much for her even more. And I'm really glad Sonya Deville's getting the push. And for those of you who don't know, 
Sonya Deville and I were born on the same day and the same year. So we're the same age. <laughs> Talk about coincidence. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to say Mandy Rose is going to win to get payback on um on Sonya Deville. And lo and behold, we got payback one week after SummerSlam. So you got a one-week build. I don't know. We got Apollo Crews versus MVP for the United States Championship. It it would much rather be I would much rather Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. I mean, look, I think MVP, he's been great on Raw. He's one of the high spots on the show. But Apollo lost on the go home show of Raw. So it tells me that um like it literally tells me that Apollo is winning. Now, Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, they're banned from ringside, and they even did, like, tease Cedric possibly joining the Hurt Business because Apollo picked Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. Oh, boy, I I, want to go off on this real quick. On the go-home show of Monday Night Raw, you had a six-man elimination match with Apollo, Ricochet, and Mustafa versus MVP... Shelton Benjamin and and Bobby Lashley. It pissed me off. Literally pissed me off to see fucking Mustafa Ali get eliminated in a matter of like 90 seconds. And the same with Ricochet. And I'm literally asking myself when I was watching this, this is the best that you got for um for Mustafa Ali. They should be fucking ashamed of themselves. Literally. Like, why would you have this? Like, why would you have a great talent in Mustafa Ali and he's being reduced to crap? Like, I fucking hate it. Same with Ricochet. And I even said this on Twitter. Send this guy back to NXT and have him feud with Santos Escobar. Have Rick... And you might as well send Cedric and Ricochet too. Now, I I know I've... I know people may not like this guy, but JD did a live stream on NXT and I said Mustafa Ali versus Santos Escobar. And even though he pronounced my first name wrong and I'm calling you a fucking goon, JD, because the I is silent. (laughs) So it's Shino, okay? But I appreciate the shout out though. And I'm glad you said this is gold. Look, man, that is a great idea. Send Mustafa Ali back to NXT. Send him... Like, have him feud with Santos Escobar. Have him fight for a title that he has never won. That would be a great story. And when that big moment comes, that would be a feel-good moment for uh, Mustafa Ali. The guy is so fucking underrated. And it really pains me when you have fucking Ricochet and you don't know what the fuck you're doing with him. Send him back to NXT. Gladly, he will say, I feel much comfortable here on NXT. What would that tell you? You will see a huge difference. I am telling you. Well, rant aside. Rant aside. Um, this match, look. I would, Like I said, I would much rather Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews and Apollo drops the title here. I, I'm going to say Apollo wins here. He's going to retain the um, United States Championship and then possibly at payback he drops it to Bobby Lashley. I don't know. Or he might drop it to Cedric. Because the business, like he's still offering, I could see that. 
That's a possibility. Just throwing that little idea out there for payback. Just saying. We got the Street Profits defending their Raw Tag Team titles against Ant... Ant I'm about to say Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Andrade and Angel Garza. Now, this whole suspense about who poisoned Montez Ford came to a head on the go-home show. And, again, they did not mention Bianca attacking Zelina Vega on her Twitch channel. You know, no mention of that at all. They could have done something like that. But, on the go-home show, Garza defeated um, Ivar, or Hanson, of the War Raiders. And... I look at the War Raiders now, man. They are a shell of their former selves. And that is pathetic. They they went from being one of the best things on NXT's tag team division to being an absolute fucking joke. A joke. And I fucking hate that. Literally. I, I'm asking myself, what is it going to take to uh, make them feel legit? I don't know. Merging the tag divisions would help, just saying. But I think that might not help either. But this whole thing has been building about Ford getting poisoned. Bianca knew it was Zelina Vega. Like, we all knew it was going to be Zelina Vega. Because they showed her on the go-home show spiking something on Montez Ford's drink. And I'm like, you couldn't have saved, saved that till, like, the till SummerSlam. But they rushed it. No, I mean, there's WWE. They'd rather not give you a surprise. But, um, all I can say, Montez Ford, he came back. You couldn't have wait till he returned till SummerSlam, and then he gets his revenge, and they retain the titles. Now, I could see Bianca Belair getting involved, and I could see Andrade and Gaza winning the tag titles. But how do you follow that up? What other teams do you have? What, you got Ricochet and Cedric? What, you got... Like, who who else? Like, you always got to think of... Now that we put the titles on Garza and Andrade, what's next? What other tag teams do you got? You're not going to do the fucking War Raiders and... Uh, and um, Garza and Andrade. I don't know. But it's just so many questions that need answers. I could see this title change in hand, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna stick with that. I think the Street Profits are gonna retain. They're probably gonna get their revenge, and then again, I say, what's next? The Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley going after the tag titles. I could see that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I'm thinking the Street Profits. I think they're gonna retain, but I would not be surprised if. Garza and Andrade win the tag titles. We got Asuka. Asuka's going to be pulling double duty, ladies and gentlemen. Not only will she be challenging for the Raw Women's Championship, but she will also challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, I've been on the fence on this match, the SmackDown side, because, look, Bayley is just so damn good at what she does. And... I just don't see them taking the title off of her so, like, right now. But, look, she's on a 300-day reign as the SmackDown Women's Champion. She is close to almost holding that women's title for a year. 
I mean, I could see that being the case, but I'm going to start with Sasha and Asuka first. Because it, I think this is going to be an easy prediction. This is going to be a great match. I think Bailey is going to do everything to try to help Sasha retain. But it backfires. Like, this is the way I see it. They, the ref is distracted, okay, because Bailey threw the women's tag team champions, like one of the tag titles, in the ring to distract the ref. And you have Sasha holding Asuka, having Bailey getting ready to attack um, Asuka, but she miss, but it doesn't work. It backfires, and Sasha gets hit with the title. And Asuka sprays the green mist on Bailey, taking her out of the equation. And Asuka applies the Asuka lock on Sasha Banks, and Asuka regains the Raw Women's Championship. Now, for the SmackDown Women's title, this one can be tricky. Now, I literally said in the last episode, you could you could have done a triple threat match and a winner takes all or have a two out of three falls, one for the Raw Women's title. Well, I didn't mention that one, but the triple threat one is the interesting one because you test the friendship with Sasha and Bayley. They do it. They team up on Asuka. Then you see the direction of them Wanting to win both titles. So one of them could be three belts. Either three belts, Banks, or Bailey uh, Thresh Strap. Like, I, I could see that. But they didn't go with that. Um, Look, Bailey has held that title for 300 plus days. And all good things have to come to an end. Like, I want... Like, I honestly think Bailey should retain, but I have a feeling they're going to give the belt to Asuka. And Asuka's going to be Asuka two belts for a bit. And this is where Saul Monster's idea came into play, and I absolutely love this idea. Shayna Baszler chokes out. Shayna Baszler chokes out Asuka because her intention is clear. She wants the Raw Women's Championship. And keep in mind, Shayna Baszler tapped out Bailey on the go-home show for... um. For uh, SummerSlam on Raw. Now, and I know she's currently in a program with Nia Jax. I mean, I honestly could care less about Nia Jax. Like, Shayna should not be feuding with Nia Jax, period. <laughs> period, end of story. Like, and Solomon's to mention, you could have Shayna choke out Asuka with the Kirifuda clutch, and Sonya Deville, who was handed the Money in the Bank briefcase to Otis to save Mandy... Which I think that's a great story to tell. And she cashes in on Asuka and wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. That would be nice. So I got to give credit to Solomon. That is a great idea. Now, if this was me, here's how I would do this. Two ways. Number one, I would have Bayley retain and have Asuka win the Raw Women's title. And then you tease that Sasha has never held the title like how to she never had a great successful defense with the Raw Women's title and that bleeds into that or you have Oscar walk out with with two champions you merge the women's division cause I wanna give you guys a surprise on at the end because I got a great idea on how I would do Survivor Series cause this is gonna bleed into it Merge the women's division. Have Asuka be the main focus here. 
like have her carry that women's division on her back and have the women's division be competitive, you know? That's one way I would do it. That's the best way. So, y'all get ready for that. But I think Oscar's winning the Raw Women's title, and I could see Oscar winning the SmackDown Women's title as payback for what Bailey did to Kyrie saying. And she holds both the titles like, I did it for Kyrie, I did it for her, and she she was actually interviewed on the New York Post. And she talked about what was, how would she feel if she won uh, both the titles? And she says, it's all about responsibility. And I think, look, I think Oscar would be a great double champion. But I know the two belts thing, it has to come to an end. Like, like it, it's going to end prematurely. But if they merge it, merge the women's division, it's going to work. I am telling you right now. That's the best way you could go with it. So, like... But in my mind, Oscar's winning the Raw Women's title, but I think Bailey's retaining. I might be wrong, but we'll find out soon enough. Dominic Mysterio takes on Seth Rollins in a street fight. This is a match I'm absolutely intrigued by. I mean, Dominic Mysterio, I think he's he is coming along in his own. Now, I could see... This is just me thinking this. I could see um, uh, Seth Rollins getting the win. But look, they got revenge on the go-home show. Because remember, Dominic, he got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked by um, Rollins and Murphy. And it was an initiative. And he sold that shit like a champ. This time, Ray got retribution. Dominic got retribution. And, oh, don't worry. I'm going to talk about Retribution because I think this is going to play a part in the main event later on. So there's your little spoiler right there. But as far as this match, I think this is going to be good. I know Seth can be a motor mouth on social media and in interviews at times. But um, I believe he handpicked from what I heard. And I don't have a source. I read it from a... From a one of the wrestling news sites that Seth Rollins actually handpicked Dominic Mysterio to be his opponent. So I think Seth is going to make him look good. Uh, this is a tough one. I mean, as much as I think Dominic is going to win, I feel like they might give it to Seth Rollins. I don't know. This might play into payback when they team up to take on Rollins and Murphy and they get the win back. That's where I think they're going to go with. I am, I am confident in that prediction. I think that's what they're going to do. So I'm going with Seth Rollins. I think he's going to win. I think Dominic is going to impress a lot of people in the ring in his debut. I might be wrong, but I think Dominic is going to be somebody to look out for. Braun Strowman defends the Universal title against The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Honestly, I could care less about Braun Strowman. His reign has to end, and I think this is the way you got to go about it. Um, I feel like, I don't know, Alexa Bliss is going to play a huge factor in this. After what Braun did to her, I feel like she's going to be possessed and she's going to cost Braun Strowman the win. Like, I think Fiend, the Fiend is going to win the title, but the question is, who do you got next? Who do you have next in line to challenge the Fiend? Jeff Hardy? He's challenging for the Intercontinental Championship. 
which should have taken place at fucking SummerSlam. But instead, it's taking place on SmackDown. Another opportunity that they missed. Instead, they'd rather wait, 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 because... No, instead, they'd rather rush, 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 instead of wait until SummerSlam, because ratings, they don't think otherwise. But you gotta end Braun Strowman's reign, man. I am tired of Braun Strowman. Even if The Fiend wins back the title, what's next for him? I still think he's damaged after um what Goldberg did to him. And hes I don't think he's never gonna recover from that. That's just how I'm seeing it. But The Fiend is my pick. He's gonna win the um Universal Champion. Then we got... Drew McIntyre, which is our main event. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Drew's defending here. Randy Orton is is literally the best thing on the main event scene. He is just so great at what he does. And, um, look, Drew McIntyre, I feel like you can make a case for both as well. Like with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, you can make a case for both of them. Like, Randy Orton, on the go-home show, he punted Shawn Michaels, who, like, he RKO'd him, punted him, and which Shawn Michaels no-sold it. He no-sold the punt kick. He did it, like, here's the thing. Orton did it to Edge. He's gone. Christian, gone. Ric Flair, possibly. Because remember, they said it could be a swerve, and they might have, um... They might have Ric Flair pull the 180 because, like, look, Ric Flair does not need to be on the fucking show. Like, you could have Drew McIntyre win, but I think they might give it to Randy Orton. I feel like Randy is the best thing going for, going in this, um, in this, um, this run that he's in right now. I don't know if this is going to lead to Edge versus Randy Orton at some point. I feel like... Who do you have as the next face to challenge uh, Randy Orton if he wins? And the better question is, who are you going to have as the next heel to ch- to challenge um, Drew McIntyre if he retains? Now, I could see this ending in a no contest. Remember Retribution? They could play a factor into this. And we might actually get the reveal of who Retribution is. It might be Chelsea Green. It might be Vanessa. It's probably going to be Vanessa Bourne. It's probably going to be Dominic Dijakovic. And I hope to God, and I hope I'm wrong on this one, it, they might have Ch- Tommaso Ciampa be the leader of this. Or they might have Mustafa Ali, which wouldn't make any sense. I would much rather um have Dijakovic be the leader. That's just what I'm thinking. It could end in a no contest. But if I had to predict, I think Randy Orton is going to win the WWE Championship. But, again, this one's a tough one. I just want Drew to have a decent run with it. But you always got to ask, who's next? Who's the next heel to challenge uh, Drew McIntyre? Because after Randy Orton, who you got next? I don't know. But I'm thinking Randy Orton. I think he's going to win. I would not be surprised if Drew retains. And they close the show with... um. Retribution attacking the champion and they actually do the reveal there. So that's my prediction for that. But I don't know. I'm thinking Randy Orton. My heart's telling me Drew, but my mind's telling me Randy. It could go either way. So I'll let you guys be the judge of that. 
Now, this idea I want to give you for Survivor Series. I think you're going to love this before we uh, call it a day here. Um, this should be Team NXT versus Team WWE. And the, remember when I say you should merge the tag team division and merge the women's division? That's going to play a factor. So it should be... Like, literally, I am giving you this idea. This is a golden opportunity idea right here. So, you have the men versus, like, the the traditional five men and the five women, five on five, Team NXT versus Team WWE for the women. I think I can make this one easy. Rhea Ripley, I would have Candice LeRae, Shotzi Blackheart, um, I think Mercedes Martinez, like, I'm going for the ones that featured, either Mercedes Martinez or Leah, and Candice LeRae, or Dakota Kai, if not Mercedes Martinez. For the WWE side, Bailey, Sasha Banks, if Charlotte returns, I don't know, maybe her, Charlotte Flair, and then you relive Rhea getting her win back over, uh, Charlotte Flair, possibly. Shayna Baszler, and Naomi. Or if you don't want all the Raw stars to be cramped, Bailey, Sasha, Mandy, Naomi, and Shayna. That would be a great team. For the men's side, you got Bronson Reed, you got Gargano, you got um, fucking... Who, who's another one I could think of? Uh... Like, I'm trying to think, guys. I'm giving you this idea. Gargano, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, Cameron Grimes would be great. Um, I would have... Oh, this, this is a good one. Um, this is a good one. If he's not on the main roster, Tommaso Ciampa. And I would have Adam Cole. Like, I, better yet, I got an even better one. It would be Bronson Reed, Gargano, Cole, Fish, and, um, no, Cole, Strong, and, oh, man, you could tell I'm coming up with these ideas. And, you know what, fuck it, let's add another member of Undisputed Era, um, Kyle O'Reilly. We can have, for the WWE side, if, if Drew McIntyre, oh, no, no, I'm gonna save that one for later, um... It could be Ricochet, it could be Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley, like I, or it could be um, Jeff Hardy, um, it can be Ricochet, it can be, uh, this is a tough one, this is a tough one, I'm trying to think of some of the good names, um, Matt Riddle, that's another one. That's makes that three. Um, and the fifth one is who, whoever's the WWE champion or the Universal champion, which I will get into later. Um, I would have who the like the fifth, like I mentioned, the fifth one. But I would have who's another good one for Raw. I would say Dolph Ziggler, I guess. I don't know, maybe him, or if you want. Shelton Benjamin, give him an opportunity, or Ricochet, I think I said Ricochet, maybe I did, but 
that that's one of my ideas for NXT versus WWE. Have the Cruiserweight Champion, Santos Escobar, take on the Intercontinental Champion, AJ Styles. You want people to talk about NXT and WWE? That I am giving you that on a silver platter. That would be a great idea. For the United States, I would have the United States Champion take on the NXT North American Champion, which would be Damian Priest. And if Apollo retains at uh, Payback, or if it's Bobby Lashley, it could be Priest versus Lashley. Ooh, that would be really good. That would be a really good match. For the women, I mean, do I need to say more? Oscar versus Io Shirai? Oscar representing Team WWE, Io Shirai representing Team NXT. What happens if you merge it? Or if you don't want to merge it, have Bailey versus Oscar, whoever wins challenges Io Shirai at Survivor Series for Team WWE. And Oscar would be a great candidate for that. While Bailey leads uh, Team SmackDown. Now, remember that part I said? Team WWE. Whoever wins between the Universal Champion versus the WWE Champion, they take on the NXT Champion, more than likely Karrion Cross. That would be... See that? That is a Survivor Series that I think everybody will love. And you know what? I need to tweet that. But... And I hope they might like that idea. But that's my prediction for SummerSlam. I gave you a little bonus on how I would do Survivor Series. And I know it was really hard to be creative on this one. But I hope you guys liked it. But um, make sure you um, follow me on Twitter at ShinoDPhoenix. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at KumaAndSip. Like the Facebook page. No one's ready for wrestling. And I will see you guys next time for episode 79. And I might just do my quick thoughts on Raw. Talk about what I missed on the show. And I probably might add this on the show as well. So, till then, take care, be safe, and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.